0: Started. How about that? Yeah, we're look at air. that. We're we're back at it again.
1: Yeah, man. What the, about that? Nice to see you guys. Oh, you know. Hope you guys are like happy to hear from us and shit.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been we've been off the air for a while kind of just like doing our own stuff. I mean, uh, you started a new job there, so yeah.
1: um also you done working a bit of traveling.
0: The, yeah, yeah. It did, took a bit of time off, which was nice. Um Yeah. Now we're both working for the Chinese government, so that's pretty cool. You know, we're I
1: sort of am, am not, but in a, a dip, I'm technically working in the private sector, but then our main clients are the government, and in China, that's pretty much <laughs> inseparable well, you're from a, working for the government.
0: We're just, we're both spies trying to infiltrate the West. Ah, uh, so yes, both, yeah. We're both. Brainwashed by the Chinese government and, and people on Reddit.
1: Yeah, yeah. going to talk shit about us, yeah, keep man. People fucking just talking like, shit about us. Like, you we'll know, openly admit it. Real life, <laughs> okay, I'll go see yeah. you on the street. I'll fucking headbutt you, <laughs> and bottle
0: you, man. Like, we we know kung fu because we've been brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, <so>. man.
1: <laughs> fucking talking shit about us on the blogs. Okay, now we fucking literal with
0: you. Manchurian candidates now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> except that was anywho. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, good to be back. Um, you know, today we're talking about a topic that we don't normally talk about. It, it's not really centered around it, but we're talking about China. You know, like we've been, or, or at least this is how I see it. Like we haven't talked or delved into China just because, like, everybody's done it. Yeah, everybody's. There's, the there's like there's like two different types of vloggers or podcasts. That are just like, there's the one type, the older expat who's been here forever, and just the like old goes
1: hand to China hand.
0: The old China hand, they go yeah. really the lao Wai. They go into depth about China, and you know,
1: go to a Shaolin temple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they go really in depth with yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're always talking about like multifaceted issues and have a good following. Then there's the other kind, like the but, I'd like to think of them as Marco Polo Seinfelds that just, like, come to China. Yeah, that's a
1: combination I never thought I would, like, I mean, no, to, no, it's
0: possible here, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they come to China and they're, they just think that they're Marco Polo and they're on this, like, adventure that nobody else has seen before. And they're just like... <laughs> but, like, instead of being, like, Marco Polo, they're just like Seinfeld. They're just like, what's up with the traffic? Am I right? <laughs> Whoa, what's up with the bathrooms here? And it's just like, this yeah. is what... This is the two levels of vloggers. <laughs>
1: yeah, they find themselves buying, like, street food at, like, you know, a vendor around the corner from their house. And they're like, this is so Chinese. This is what it's about, This man. is oh this my is gosh. life. 4,000 likes. Fucking take a random pic, like, you know, of them outside of, like, you know, Chinese barbecue spot with their, like, you know... E bike with the like suns <laughs> setting, like oh China life beautify it, fucking Instagram <laughs> share that shit
0: hashtag uh, wanderlust hashtag wanderer
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: expat yeah. but it, you know so so uh, they use a an app here called WeChat it's just like it's WhatsApp yep. combined with like it's your whole life basically exactly. a, yeah. You, you don't need anything else except wechat yeah. here it's a bank card it's like twitter kind yep. of
1: and, hmm. and and talking about wechat it's you know similar to whatsapp in terms of you've got uh, groups you know the group chat as you as we call it with with whatsapp but the right. difference with wechat in terms of just my impression is a lot of the group chats in whatsapp are usually with like is they're usually more intimate, intimate mm. and personal. Mm-hmm. They're with like your friends, <laughs> your whereas family. with WeChat, yeah. these groups are more like public pl- platforms. Almost you can have WeChat uh-huh. groups ranging ranging from twenty people to two hundred people to five hundred people. There's a five hundred uh, user
0: limit Uh, limit
1: on it and there are many groups that reach that number Mm -hmm. and they're all engaging and chatting in these groups at the same time so they kind of serve as like unknowingly as like mini public platforms wouldn't you say exactly
0: yeah this is like this is the focus of our of our discussion today which is just like our observations about particularly white Americans, white Westerners, even yep. in these in these group chats, and uh, more specifically about this political group chat that we were in.
1: So there was this. Oh, uh, uh, y- you know, political so like. Group chat, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. This political group chat, and um, well, I mean, we had discussions, but like one thing recently happened that yeah. set you off, there, Tim. What? Uh,
1: yeah. So, like, Let's, go,
0: uh, what what happened on your your end? How do you okay. see it?
1: So, like going into, I guess before we delve into what happened, I'll give we'll give you a bit of background on this political group chat. But yeah. well, It was essentially this WeChat group. Um, it's been going on in one shape or form for about uh, two and a half years—quite so a long time. Um wow. And what would happen is you know, people would disband from one group and start up another one with some of the, like, previous members. So it's always been around in one shape or form. It was like Germany. It was just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) fucking, like, (laughs) what, like, four times in one century? Like, Weimar, Republic, Nazi Germany, West Germany, East Germany, and then Germany! (laughs) We see now, yes. Dude,
0: hyperinflation really killed the last group, though. Like, it just really... Just fucked everything. Yeah, too up, many man.
1: members, but then you know, like, <laughs> essentially, this group was just a you know political discussion group where we just you know chat about whatever. And for one reason or another, it became a group that many of us got kind of you know absorbed into. Um, it was something where unknowingly we found ourselves like each day talking and using it regularly like it was something we regularly interact with each other Uh consistently for a very long time so it kind of reached a point where we kind of got to know each other we were familiar with each other's views we had different things that we were learning from each other we were able to kind of like debate topics and then a few months later see their development and then look back at it and go like oh remember you said this or remember this or that and (laughs) got screenshots on you like (laughs) yeah yeah and it was just you know a long time thing going and recently, uh, in this group, there was an incident. And now, uh, with this incident, it was, it was the first time in a whole two and a half years that something of this nature had happened. Which was somebody, a member of the group, just openly, racially insulted me. And in a way, that was kind of like unprovoked. So essentially, what happened was this happened about a month ago when the story concerning the Chinese girl, the you no. Know, the korean the korean american lady oh, who's yeah, now on the right. new york times board or something of that the sort. editorial okay? board yeah what's her name you uh, elaine something and uh, that's how Eunice. big of a story it is you know like <laughs> yeah. that's how
0: much <laughs> the world cares about it you know but uh, anywho
1: but yeah you know um somebody posted up the pictures of her different tweets and they posted up pics with a white person saying it and i responded by going oh you know this is like a uh, racist uh i think it was a white person saying it about black people but like somebody changed the wording slightly to change white to black in her tweets i said this was racist and then the person was like oh gotcha this person uh-huh, was actually saying yeah. about a white person Dang. and and then you when, gotcha now tim yeah yeah <laughs> and then like you know when that was the case i you know even then i was like uh And I had to have my moment where I was like, yeah, you know, kind of welcome to my world. Welcome to, like, the situation. Welcome to what it is for most non-whites most of the time of their whole life. But even with that, you know, I did concede and I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of disgusting, those words, what she said. Like, the way she spoke about um, white people with no kind of, like, context or clarification concerning it. Just, it just wasn't nice. Like, I, you know. I That's the
0: weirdest thing, though. Like, nobody's denying that what she said was just, like, horrible. If they see it without context or whatever, like, without explanation, like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty freaking dreadful comments to make, you know, like... Yeah, uh, kind of person makes that that's what you want um but this guy so like he he's the one who brought this up uh, the, the, we're we're neo. calling him the the worried wasp it wasn't was neo. neo it was neo it was,
1: neo. It was so
0: neo yeah neo brought this up but then the you know that that transpired of course neo's always like triggering arguments like this just yeah. like trying to drum up victimhood for white people
1: yes yep exactly you know and like
0: oh white people have it so rough some person was mean about them on twitter yeah so then this this uh worried wasp guy ch- uh chimed in yeah and it, I'll, ju- I'll just say it, like he dropped it he called you the yeah, n-word yeah. there
1: the words that she said were like hateful and wrong and i myself i haven't thought to speak speak about white people like that to say like white people are pieces of shit for example that's fucking disgusting no and i disavow disavow anyone who makes those type of comments and those generalizations that is like terrible and that's the thing the most interesting thing is like sometimes the first people who will a lot of the time when it comes to racism the first people who will disavow it disavow it and actually be by your side to fight with you a lot of time i don't want to like be funny or anything. aren't necessarily gonna be they're usually gonna be like, like actually like black people and other people of color. Yeah, because we understand racism you know we, we yeah. understand the feeling and how it feels to be treated that way and we go we don't want to see others experience that so you know I kind of like let my position be known about how I felt about that and but then you know on the other hand I kind of felt like I got the like uh, Tim was saying Neo and some of the other members in the group such as the worried wasp you know they're kind of you know they're, this, they're part of this group of people who feel that white yeah they feel like they feel like in today's day and age, being a white male it's a crime
0: it's like yeah yeah, that's what they actually
1: believe they believe that because nowadays people of colour or people who aren't white males feel more confident in calling them out on certain shit that for the longest of times they've been getting away with which isn't necessarily becoming of them they feel like they're public enemy number one and that you know yeah like you're saying Tim the biggest crime is to be a white male and Mm, you are the most hated and everywhere you go when you're into Factoring to other people, you need to watch what you're saying. You need to be careful of what happens. You're worrying that you're gonna. Oh no! Like there's a certain worry and uh, just paranoia surrounding the fact that everybody's out to get white males. And that,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so you didn't, you didn't like take that side, which really yeah. like got worried wasp even more frantic and and you know worried because y- you're not taking the side that the white male is going to become extinct. Somehow he said this knowingly to one of the, you were the only black person left in that group. He said this to somebody who was the only black person in this group. He wasn't saying it to like, to like a white person or something. He wasn't, he wasn't using that language around his fellow, um, Soon to be extinct comrades. Like he was saying this to one of the black, the yeah. only black member of the group,
1: you know, un- which is just
0: ridiculous in the first place. That this discussion about how how whites are being treated unfairly is yeah. taking place, and then all of a sudden, like he does the same thing, but ha- he had no remorse for it. He's just yeah. like he was, just like no, that's it, I'm done, uh, or like he was fine. He he got kicked from the group eventually, eventually but like yeah. you know, he he didn't apologize for it. He in his eyes, he did nothing wrong and that's yeah. Yeah. even worse that's and, a fucking yeah
1: and that's yeah. the craziest thing because yeah it was largely unprovoked like I wasn't saying anything racist towards him mm. I was just saying I'm not buying your bullshit about you know the white males becoming the victim and you know the whole um sentiment according to different polls carried out in the usa which states that like most white people believe that white people are victims of racism as much as if not more than black people or other people of color um i simply do not agree with that i i just i just don't agree with that and i think there's a lot of people who will i know that's a discussion for another time but just well, well, it's it, just difficult it, to have grounding with that accusation in my mind but then he openly said he believe that you know this this worried wasp you know that's where it led to him you know just opening now out of nowhere calling me a dumb nigger and Uh you know again it just came out of nowhere it was unprovoked I wasn't being racist towards him you know it was just like a low blow and it was kind of like you know a cheap shot and when it happened Surprise, surprise, like barely anyone was kind of like there to sort of call this person out, whatever. Exactly, right. Like, the, it exposed the certain, certain aspects, aspects of like the group members that we'd of thought course. we'd known so well.
0: You know, and like props to you for staying in that group that long and putting up with all of this bullshit because it, it would frequently be posted stuff about like race, race realism and stuff and like mm. how, how black people are just dumber than white people. And so, like, yeah. that's why that was a favorite subject of Neo. It Neo used to always yeah, talk Neo, about, like, IQ. Neo would love, yeah. Yes, he used over that about, the, yeah, yeah, the, the bell, bell curve thing. and
1: the IQ and Neo how, post. you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a sort of thing of, there are, you know, people, some people are born smarter than others and because of that, That's there's like a natural the, order. Yeah, the, the, the racial
0: hierarchies exist because of the, the IQ. And yeah,
1: you know. and it's just one of those things where, like, I think there is actually, I don't know, recent studies have shown that apparently IQ to to some small degree, is actually inherited. But then they also argue that, like, you know, just like how you, you know, just like how the IQ of your parents can help, you have a high IQ, you know, Regular schooling, reading, fucking a healthy diet, going out to like fucking different events, experiencing different cultural activities. Like, there are, you know, a lot of other um, variables that play a part in that intelligence, you know. So exactly. It's kind of like. You know, and even it's it's just like where is the grounding in this? But again, the type of people who kind of latch onto that race realism thing are usually people who are insecure about themselves, you know. Right. They wanna like talk about right. oh, I'm I'm naturally intelligent in this way, so even if I haven't necessarily earned my spot, it's gonna come sooner or later or yeah, you know. Yeah, that it's
0: entitlement it's of uh, something wrong you know. with society we'll get into that like mm. that bit about solipsism later yes, and particularly yeah. about neo solipsism okay. but well, let's you, start you know, you're with wechat here because we're living in this world that's that's a, a you know, we have this major medium of just like all of all of these all of these expats in one place just communicating through the same means. You know, we're experiencing a lot of what of what beliefs get enforced and reinforced in China as a foreigner and particularly as a white foreigner. You know, yeah. like when you come here, as a white person, you're 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 given the world, basically. You're given so much. You're you know, you're you're told how handsome you are you you know you can get away with murder basically here and it kind of well not so much but you know you can you can slip up in a lot of ways and still like you can still have a good job great social life you know all of those perks that come with it and have what's called like a a white monkey job which is something something else entirely you you essentially get paid just for being white You know, it's one of these yeah. one of these jobs that foreigners get here, and so like you you get these like uh, you get these conservatives who come over here already with the notions, either implicitly or explicitly, that white people are are, are superior, and then they they come here and they they experience this like weird. It, it's not it's not white superiority. It's really not. Chinese people don't believe that white people are more superior, of course. Uh, maybe like more beautiful or something because they hold them to to Western standards. They hold. They have a lot of Western beauty standards, for example. So that might come out, but it's certainly not that white people are more superior. But that's how it's interpreted yeah. by by a lot of these, especially hard headed conservatives, with those
1: Hospitality is explicit, mixed up implicit. implicit. No,
0: exactly. Right, right. It's 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 mistook. It's it's taken the wrong way to make this person think that like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because white people are superior. That's why they're treating me so well, yeah. not because yeah, they just. Of very hospitable
1: reason. peoples like China in <laughs> exactly, general exactly yeah um,
0: oh, that's true too yeah. yeah
1: this um country and you know I mean it's not perfect and you know I have my gripes with it but mm-hmm. one thing I will say is that Chinese people with regards to like foreigners and non-Chinese are generally quite friendly and quite hospitable in oh, terms of like yeah. you know yeah. They really do welcome you to their country and they want to make sure that you leave their country with the best impression because of their pride and love for being Chinese because, you know, yeah, China is a rich country, you know, a country with a rich culture, heritage, and history. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they hold pride in that and they kind of highlight that in Absolutely. their treatment. They want you to get the best impression of it. And a lot of
0: a lot of these guys who come here, they get it emboldened they they get it drilled in their head that that like oh this is because i'm superior a lot of these guys that we talked to talk to in these in in this group chat they're second third tier cities you know like smaller cities in in china China, yeah which a small city in china is just like a normal city in the west but (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's a smaller pool of foreigners that they might interact with and they're probably mostly white yeah or you know if there is like a like a good mixed population say if there's like a college there or something yeah. where a lot of foreign students from say from say africa or yeah. other parts of asia might study at
1: well we do get into that, like going back on like the example in oh, terms right, of, right, like, right. Um, essentially what we're like talking about is whether implicit or explicit like tim stated <coughs> there's this notion of white supremacy and then they come <laughs> over to china and for them they feel that it's validated in the treatment that they get and part uh, of that uh-huh. is like for example i think, i guess the best example is the whole terms the terms beautiful and handsome in china you have to realize that these terms are used quite often for example normally if you introduce your girlfriend to somebody that's the first thing they'll usually say no
0: exactly She's yeah beautiful. yeah just even if you're if you're just talking to a random person and you're with your girlfriend, they'll be like, "Oh, she's really beautiful." Yep, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like a, a a nice comment. It's it's not it's not crossing the line like it would be in the West. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it might come off as creepy. Like, yeah. what are you trying to say? Why are you creeping up on my girlfriend? You that's know? true, like,
1: and <laughs> that's partly because like it doesn't. It's just kind of an offhand compliment. It doesn't actually really oh, yeah, mean much. Yeah. You know? Case in point, in Chinese. The term used to d- to describe a young man is Schweiger yeah Schweiger means like, literally means handsome brother, handsome older brother. Yeah. yeah, handsome older brother. But it's just a term used to describe young people. It's just a polite way of describing young people. Right. So a lot of the time, when people here are trying to say that you're beautiful or handsome, <laughs> a lot of the time they're just being polite. They're just saying it to say <laughs> it because they think right. it's something nice to say, and you know it will make you feel. You know it will like butter you up. Not it's awesome, more of a honest. politeness than like anything really genuine. Right. So then, for example, you may have like. White women who will come here and maybe they're not the greatest looking in their own country or they don't feel they are, but then you know they'll just get told by uh, Chinese people, Oh, you're beautiful, or, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And again, remember, this is it's just an offhand compliment, it's not necessarily genuine. But if you're being constantly told that by people and they're saying, Look at your blonde hair and look at this or that, you know, what does that ne- What does that reinforce,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Right. And going back on, on the how the beauty of standards here are influenced by the West, like the double eyelid is is a big thing where like, you're you're beautiful if you have a double eyelid and high nose bridge. I don't know how to describe that, but like a a tall nose, a tall nose that comes off of your area between your eyes. I don't know how to describe that. But anyways, like, you know, stuff like that, that normal Westerners have is considered beautiful here. So you can, you can be, you can be like a a five and a half back home and come (laughs) here and be a good a good seven, seven and a half, maybe an eight. Yeah. You know, and that makes people that especially these white men who come here and are just like, they feel like they're swarmed and pussy. And they just come here and they're just like, Oh, my God, yes. And their ego gets stroked a bit. And you know, yep. that, that that goes down into that, like, either explicit or implicit idea of white superiority so that just gets like stroked instant to be honest man it hit me it hit me but like for some reason that's beyond me i didn't think that it It was just, like, white superiority. I just thought that I was handsome. Just like, yeah, I'm a good-looking motherfucker. No, no, no.
1: You may may also be handsome, but then you just Uh, have to remember that, like... the.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) I'm a tall motherfucker, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. You may may be handsome, but you have to remember that, like, the compliments and the attention will be, like, tenfold compared to what you'd get back in your country. So maybe if you walk back into a club at home, you get one or two girls giving you the looks. But here... There might be like four or five, or you might have, you know, back at home, you might have the odd person say, oh, he's a handsome young guy, Uh whereas uh here, they're like, everyone say, you're so handsome, you're so handsome, you're so handsome, so it kind of gets into buying you drinks
0: and stuff, and like, yep, yep, Yep. no, it's true, it's true, like, it'll happen, it it
1: definitely does, So then people can
0: take it the wrong way. But then,
1: you know, speaking about that, so like we're saying, you know, you may have some of these, like, people from these more kind of traditional conservative backgrounds who come to China, and they're treated in a certain way, which makes them feel like them being white is, you know, it counts for something. Them being white alone counts Mm, for something, mm -hmm. clearly, because they're here in China, particularly English teachers in terms of, like, they're just a native English speaker, and there are certain jobs and positions that are available to them just because they're white and the Chinese company needs a white face to, like, you know, give Sell it some air of legitimacy. And, uh-huh. You know, so, like, it boosts up the white supremacy idea. But on the other hand, you have this contrasting situation because despite what you may think, or you know what, to be fair, expat crowds, the expat community in most major cities across the world are generally quite mixed, right? No, it's true,
0: right, right, surprisingly mixed, especially here in in China, you know? I never thought that I'd be, like, hanging out in a bar in Qingdao, just just taking tequila shots and everybody around me was speaking Swahili. Like, what a fucking random situation to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, never thought, like, that wouldn't have happened back home in the fucking burbs, like, (laughs) (laughs) no. of Colorado. (laughs) You know, it just happens here, and it's just like a normal thing. And of course, you have all these white English teachers, and, and in the first place, they're already stunned by the by the uh, by the whiteness by the whiteness factor, like the the superiority hitting them in the wrong way. Yeah. So you know, they they'll try to recreate what they had back home as well. You know, like they'll they'll try to be like, oh yeah, this is what my they felt they
1: should have had back home. Like, oh no, exactly well. right, right.
0: So like hanging out with a predominantly white crowd, speaking English, you know, like just normal stuff, going to the pub, just just trying to keep it back at home, except it's not. You're in a country that's 99.99999% Chinese, or like 90... Wait, I I I don't even know the yeah, percentage of Han like, Chinese. Like ninety
1: percent. But, but then you know but then ninety percent
0: Han Chinese.
1: They 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 but the thing they come to cross it up is they understand in China but then there's yeah, yeah, the expat yeah. crowd, like um, Tim was saying. The expat crowd, like many expat crowds across the world, especially in today's day and age, is you know, quite mixed in mm-hmm. China. In most of the bigger cities like your Beijing's, your Shanghai's, your Shenzhen's, your Guangzhou's, your Qingdaos. These are places, these places, in terms of the expat crowd, are quite mixed. You can walk into any bar and it's going to be fairly mixed. Even if it's difficult to find a bar or a spot where you're just going to have exclusively white people. That's that's not, and it's not, you have to actively, really actively seek that out. Oh so, man,
0: that would be, that would be a quest. You know. Especially in, like in Beijing, like finding a white at the bar, bar we just
1: came from, you know no, what I mean? Exactly. Like, we just came from a bar before coming here, um, really we're, absolutely, we're absolutely sober, you know, of course. But, um, feeling fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while we were on the way there, I think we saw, on the same street as we were on the way there, we saw like a black person with a, I think a Middle Eastern friend, and once we entered the bar, there was uh, a black couple, there was myself who's black, then there was... a. Uh, Towards the end, the Middle Eastern guy. Remember, by the bar, yeah, yeah, like the manager or something, Middle Eastern. So, in terms of like the expat crowd in that situation, just at this random bar in in Beijing, China, my friend Tim was the only white guy.
0: Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, so
1: you get this um and this and and antagonistic force in the way that you've got you know maybe this white conservative who has been raised in. A kind of environment where, like you see, like the suburbs, and like you know, American flags are like waving everywhere, and they are they they have a certain notion of what it means to be American, and subconsciously or consciously, what it means to be white on a shallow level that's reinforced here in China, but then they go out to their expat spots in terms of their local bar and different restaurants and different expat community events and then they find themselves in environments where they're having to interact increasingly with uh, non-white people, people who don't look like them or think like them. I think I was mentioning this to Tim before when we had a conversation where we went, even when you keep a circle, you know, maybe within your circle, everybody looks and thinks like you, but there's always other people, non-white people Or, you know, people who don't look and think like you on the periphery of your circle. Because there's just so many. It's just so mixed. You can't avoid it. Whether it's in your workplace, at the bar, at your fucking local table tennis team. I don't fucking know. It can't be as isolated. They
0: have Chinese wives, you know. Mm. So they have Chinese wives, Chinese girlfriends, Chinese uh, mixed race babies. So, like, it's inescapable. You can't... You know, like your wife's family is. You know, it's also that. I mean, it's it's very inescapable. That's for sure.
1: Yep, yep. And I think like those different things, whether it's like their family, like their in-laws, and -hmm. their Chinese family, and how they may feel alienated from them, and in turn they look, they they seek, you know. A sense of belonging in like whether it's the alt-right or conservatism even more so Uh but on the other hand they're they're in an environment where they're kind of surrounded by people who have views and may challenge their way of thinking so I think you know on the one hand that could challenge your way of thinking and it can cause you to change and adapt but on the other hand some people decide to you know double down uh-huh. and, you know, become even more stuck in their ways as a defense mechanism to what they feel is subconsciously in as terms well, of you these know? people who don't look like them, surrounding uh-huh. them and in what they feel is their space. You know, for example, Obama. Obama became, Obama became president. It was, like, he's another politician. Let's not spend too, too much time on him. But his uh, ethnicity and him being the first black president... It was a situation where it was indicative of the times in terms of America's increasingly becoming non-white and increasingly more so. A lot of those non-whites aren't satisfied or content with just being the ones cleaning the rooms of the office or being the janitors or being in the lowly positions. They are going for the... They, they're they going for it. You know, uh-huh. they are... This, they Are increasingly having occupying influential roles and positions of power and affecting change. And on the one hand, when Obama became president, you had people who embraced it and you know were proud of that moment in terms of like showing that it's only in America where this can happen. And then you got other people who doubled down and, you know, became even more set in their way. And this mm, is where you saw, like, you party. know, the hate groups uh-huh. rise in the numbers. You saw Donald Trump find the perfect opportunity to start um to expand the birtherism movement. His weird you know <laughs> this with racism with doubled of down when he was president because it's like, oh, it's this black man in your face. Yeah. It's no, this exactly. black man in your face. He you can't shut up and dribble, like you said before, no, you no, can't exactly. shut up and dribble. <laughs> right. You know, they're not in the back. They're not like this kind of afterthought from a music video. They're in your face. They're He's making decisions you, like, that affect you. They are, yeah, sh- they Trayvon are Martin could have been his kid yeah
0: like all of that like exactly they're at the table with you yeah i got you yeah and and so like in this WeChat group we saw it go into the go into this like subconscious uh, defense mechanism where it was just like it was just all bent on on finding just white people even if they disagreed with you it was just like predominantly white people in this group white males especially yeah white western males you know that 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 held views that were at least like somehow conhe- coherent and if they weren't, you know, they might've got pushed out, but you know, uh, members of, of the minority races that, that yeah. questioned that. There was the, there was the, the, the guy and I, I think it was from the UK as well. Um, we didn't come up with a fancy name for him. Uh,
1: okay. I kind of forgot
0: to, forgot to bring this up, but, but he was, he like, pissed off all of the conservative guys because he was, like, actively questioning them, calling them out, like, calling them racist, but doing oh, a bit more than that, you know? Oh, yeah, he was going man. above and beyond and just, like, utterly destroying these people's positions. Big black man. B- uh, did you say thick black man? Oh, or? Bi- oh I, um, I don't speak that <laughs> way, but... thick, man. <laughs> Dude's thick.
1: The, the, the big black... I mean, I oh, do no, that's not the best term to use. No, um, uh, Fucking
0: Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson. Yes, we'll Samuel, Jackson, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson came in there, mm. he had this kick-ass wallet, or was that...
1: You know, Samuel know L. Jackson you know. is basically this like successful businessman in Shanghai who's doing <laughs> his shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And he comes up, and they can't comprehend no, that they type can't. of person no. not looking like them and doing and that the shit.
0: Ol- the only thing that they could do was just, like, kick him out, you know, yeah. like or... If it was like a reasonable per- reasonable person, like you know, Boss Ben, they had to like really get him on something, like oh, he's bullying us or something, you know, like. Yeah. But but again, it was it was like this self or uh, subconscious safe space that got built up, yeah. and yes, uh,
1: very much so.
0: You know, when they when they found somebody like you or Samuel L. Jackson, they were just like, oh no, oh my whiteness is being being criticized here. I can't. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, we we have the outliers like Neo.
1: Yes. For
0: example, he's like the Dinesh D'Souza of the group. We won't say where he's from or where his family's from, rather, but he was very, like, he was very in favor of all of this, like, God, alt right, red pill, black pill, like, Uh, replacement,
1: uh, the replacement, uh, the great replacement bullshit theory.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, like um, the whole
1: idea of, like, you know... Because, I mean, it is kind of happening um, into, like, America, UK...
0: Some people um, see
1: that as a bad thing, and it's just weird, yeah, you know. It's just, you know, uh, uh, where the demographics are changing. No and more it's mayonnaise like, over You know, <laughs> the demographics are changing, and you know what? To yeah. some extent, for like older generations, like in the, you know, I'm from the UK, and there's been moments where I've heard older people talk about how their area's completely changed in terms of the ethnicity and the Everybody culture. speaking and Mexican the, uh, Traditions. Now. And from their perspective, I can understand it. You know, to have such a drastic change in your lifetime is kind of difficult to comprehend. Mm -hmm. But um then... you know, at the same time I feel like I can see the gripes that people may have with those changes, but I feel like yeah, we need to have an honest conversation with that and figure out what direction we want to go in concerning all of that. I
0: feel But like, at the
1: same time, just to quickly say, at the same time, like you can't uh, you can't call that white genocide. I'm sorry. You no, call it no, many other exactly. things, but you can't yeah. call it white genocide. That's an insult to Ooh, all the victims of genocide.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? You oh, exactly. can't call
1: people voluntarily Entering your borders and doing jobs and paying taxes, just yeah. for the most part, being like regular civilians, where are the gas chambers, you know, where and are shooting fields, you know, starting up voluntarily starting up families with you know, white people, or you know, yeah. actually. Assimilating so into weird. your country and wanting to be british you, you can't yeah. call that white genocide. No,
0: no, absolutely. Oh God. Well, so it, we're calling this guy Neo because, like, he represents all of this solipsism. This, yeah. this weird type of type of mentality where this person thinks that he is the shit. He is the the main character of a video game. Yeah. And everything around him is just like code we'll just be frank like this guy could not get laid he got so built up because he he felt like he was so entitled to this because he's the main character of the video game all of the npcs were not putting out for him and so like he he that's that's just who he was he was stuck in this like weird matrix video game where he thought that he was fucking neo he was like the messiah and it it, it ties into this bigger a macrocosm of just solipsistic thinking, whereas you have white people who, who just honestly believe that white, the white race, white males are the main protagonists of this weird yeah. fucking video game, and everything else is just like a, a, a hallucination almost, a code. Nothing more than that. You or know? like a,
1: a minor obstacle, kind of like a first stage boss. No, like exactly. You beat that first stage boss, and then the later levels, they come along as a regular character. And you're like, oh, Bowser, shoot, you know, shoot, yeah. shoot. Oh, yeah. 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 They,
0: they already got the new level armor and shit, you know. But, you know, like, no, and it, it just happens so much on internet dialogue and everything. It's just, Neos are everywhere, man.
1: And when you talk about the term slopsism, I don't know if I'm the best person to kind of elaborate on it or try to give a definition, but like, you know, this is not a literal definition. But someone who's a solopsist, I guess it, you know, ties in with like, like a he, real narcissist, actual narcissist. Well, so I've noticed that term yeah, sure, narcissism. Sure, yeah, everybody says they're narcissists because they think that like they've taken a pic, they take a couple pictures of themselves, and they acted a bit vain, and they think that they're suddenly a narcissist, but. Narcissism goes beyond that. Narcissism mm, is like a mm-hmm. fucking mental illness. No, and yeah. it ties into solipsism, where it's like, you know, this belief that you are the per- only person that exists. Or, you mm, know, mm-hmm. in more practical per- terms, you're the only person or people or your group is the only thing that matters. Right.
0: We kind of extend it. So, like, the, I mean, it, it's the whole idea that the universe only exists for you, like, you're the mm. center of the universe, literally, and then, you know, we extend it to, to racial solipsism, like, your race yeah. is the only, and this could be a larger group psychology, like, your nation is the center of the universe, the, the, your yeah. country exists only because, you know, but, it, now greatest
1: we're country just, the greatest country in the world, who, who, best. who says they're the greatest country in the world, hint, <laughs> hint, you know,
0: fucking Bangladesh, dude, yeah, it's <laughs> just All damn, day, yeah. damn Bangladeshians. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When we're talking about uh, this um, idea of solipsism and like macro solipsism in terms of your group of people, the best example of it that I experienced in that group, in terms of I, am, you know, I or my group of people are the only ones who exist or, in practical terms, of matter, matter, was when we're talking about Trump's tax cuts and. I said, I simply stated that uh, Trump reduced corporate taxes by 40%. And there was a guy in the group uh, who's uh, like an old margar old mag- man. Um, he's in this situation where like, you know, a lot of men, not a lot of men, but enough men, he's somewhat been wronged. You know, he got divorced by his wife. Two wives and he, or yeah, some shit. Yeah, and he ended up having to pay them child support. And he's having to do all of this, you know, shit. Because to some extent, courts... Some people say that the courts are biased towards the mother and like it can be abused. And, you know, maybe he's been wronged in that sense. And because of that, he he holds on to it. And it allows him to become bitter and just mad and frustrated and just angry and cold. And that is kind of what this person is. He's a bit of a... He's an older man. So he's also stuck in his ways. But then this really... Illustrated it well because Trump reduced corporate taxes from I think 35% to 21%. So that's 14 percentage points but relatively speaking that's actually 40%. Okay if you are if you have $100 and you pay $100 on 35% tax in 2016 and then you pay $100 on 21% tax in 2017 how much that you how much in terms of money paid in tax has it fallen by? You only arrive at num- one number, and that's 40%. I was trying to explain it to him. I told him, Trump cut corporate tax by 40%. He went, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, you know, what do you know? You just studied this at school. I worked at a fucking, like, trading desk for two years. mean, for how many years? No, no You no, don't no, know man. what you're talking about. And I literally showed him this the fucking was calculations. In, he
0: worked on Wall know, Street, so it? you don't know anything. Mm. I think, you know... Well, apparently he worked. He was a Wall Street Street solipsist.
1: Yeah, (laughs) apparently he worked on Wall Street, but I don't know, like, um, if he did, I don't know how this got past him. And no matter how, no matter what we showed him, you know, no matter in terms of me trying to show him the different um, approaches to working it out and the logic and the um, workings, he wouldn't accept it. He wouldn't accept that Trump cut corporate tax by 40%. Not for, not 40 percentage points, he reduced it by 14 percentage points, but he reduced it by 40%. And anyone in the comment section who's an economist or deals with statistics knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, anybody in the, in the comment section, because, yeah.
0: if you could just explain that to me, I don't, <laughs> he's told me this now twice and I'm just uh, like, what? Okay. But
1: like, you know, but like. what does Mark
0: say about it?
1: <laughs> you know, there's just a like you know, we we you know, even when we had the receipts and the maths, he didn't want to accept it. And again, the best thing to do is you pay a hundred dollars on thirty five percent in twenty sixteen, and then you pay a hundred dollars. You pay tax on a hundred dollars on twenty one percent. In 2017, and yeah, how much do you how much in what you paid in taxes? Wait, so you
0: carry by two and then divided by 19.
1: So, no, it's simply saying, Look, okay, I'll make it simpler. Oh, if, good. Um, if sorry, in, if
0: the, I mean, the bigger the, <laughs> the
1: no, look, basically, what it's I, I saying I want to see a whiteboard
0: show <laughs> this now. No, 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 it's basically what it's, it's we saying. Need to, we need to rent that, a look.
1: Like, Tim, if in uh, 2016 you pay $34 on your $100, yeah, how much in tax have you paid? What's the percentage number? 34%. Yes. And if in 2017 you pay $17 on your $100, what's the tax number that you paid? 17. 17. How much have the taxes that you paid fallen by?
0: What was the first number? 34. Oh, oh, I see. So Do you
1: if, see what I mean? Fifty per, Yeah. Yeah, and that is oh, the situation. God. okay. And I fucking, you know what I mean? And when you know it, when you know it, now I mean, as Tim knows it, it's clear as day he didn't want to accept it. I don't no, know. of
0: course not, because you're an educated black man, and you know, I, I, I know that you, we were trying to be a bit more subtle about it, but at the end of the day, this is the guy, I mean, he's outwardly racist, but in like a... In like a way that's just like you know, it's just some weird shit that your uncle says at Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. dinner, and you're just like, "Oh, Out of touch uncle." Oh fuck, man, he's he did it again. Yeah, <laughs> just he did like, it again. It's like, oh, that cheeky fucking bastard, just screaming about how Mexicans took away his job. Like, yeah, you know, like oh well, you know, but it, but that's what happened there, and it, you know, again, yeah. like props to you for staying in that group so fucking long because. <laughs> God damn, I feel like that, that
1: happened a lot and like mm. You show people the facts and the receipts, you give people numbers and they still don't want to believe you because you are on the other side. You know, you don't matter, you're not in their group, they're all that matters in their slopsistic mm. world.
0: You're just an NPC, like, what the fuck could you know? Get out. Yeah. You, you need to get the fuck out of this Lord of the Rings MMORPG.
1: Get the fucks Th- out, man.
0: Get the fucks up on Outs. <laughs> <laughs> get- he's trying to mm, he's shit. trying to play his World of Warcraft and eat some, like, fucking spicy mayonnaise that's just normal mayonnaise. Spicy mayonnaise? You get oxymoronic
1: <laughs> here, man. I can't comprehend that shit.
0: That... I mean, it's spicy to white people. I had to I had to grow accustomed to, to mayonnaise. Oh, man. Like, oh, man, this shit's too spicy, man.
1: Goddamn. I better not
0: tell my mom that I'm eating this mayonnaise. She'll think that I turned into a Mexican. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck? How do those, t- those two link together? Do Mexican people even like spicy food that much? I don't think...
0: Yeah, but do they like mayonnaise? I think is the bigger question. I think they
1: do. I think they use mayonnaise in burritos. <laughs> Uh, the sour
0: cream you know I, I, I'm just shocked that you would think that Mexicans eat mayonnaise they eat sour cream it's different
1: I'm sure there's mayonnaise in there somewhere like every ethnicity even black people we don't mention it but we have mayonnaise with some things so like I don't know for burgers or salads hey, you know what hey, I mean potato salad hair
0: treatment I found that out
1: that's for white people though. mayonnaise
0: like, and, and for a hair I think that's really? it's
1: what white people use not maybe like other like not it, it actually
0: sounds like a white person hair treatment i just saw it in this black lady salon don't ask me why it was there okay all right well, but, if you
1: saw it there then hey and bro. there was
0: a there was a black lady on the front so i just thought like you know <laughs> 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 you
1: make an assumption stereotypes i so. mean
0: if the products for white people there's normally a white person fair on the point, front fair well, dues, you fair know dues. like butter <laughs> But
1: what do you mean? Why? We all gotta have some fucking bar.
0: No, that's true. But why is there a white person on it then?
1: Fair point. Fair point. But no. Clearly, like,
0: it's it's just made for white people. I think <laughs> it's it's exclusive.
1: <laughs> but no, like you know, I um, mean, like you know, we're just having this discussion, and you know, we we thought we'd do like a, a challenge because it was something somewhat close to our hearts. I don't know if I describe it like that, but it was something personal and in a way when we take a step back and look we see how it's kind of indicative of the times and the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. of today I would you know dare say and you know just like you know kind of wrapping up on it we spoke about like you know, it works in stages, you know, if you have come from this sheltered conservative background, these traditional views of life and where your place is in it. You go to China and you get, you know, people calling you beautiful and handsome every other minute and, you know, being very polite to you because they know that being polite to you can help them make money. It's not necessarily about you. You don't hold intrinsic value for being white. They can it's only instrumental. Knickknacks at a very yeah. overpriced you know. so yeah. So like you hold like instrumental value in being white but then some of these people mistake it for intrinsic value and think oh mm. I'm just my whiteness is you know a no, gift exactly. in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. subconsciously or unconsciously con- or, or, or then, you know, you've kind of found yourself in this awkward situation where the expat crowd has other people who don't think like you and don't look like you and are in your space and at times challenging your views. And, you know, some people retreat and double down like that. They feel like they're cornered and then, you know, it kind of extends into different forms of solipsism and like racial solipsism, in particular, but then another point we wanted to make, more so that we want to kind of end this on. Going is the into idea the future. That going into the future, yeah, expat machine. expat environments where you have, you know, people from all over the world, foreigners from all over the world, in to to make what is known as the expat crowd in different cities across the world. Is that gonna be America?
0: The future of the majority minority. Yeah. You know, it, it, like the the expat community around the world is a good example of where this place is going to be or where america is going to be once that once that uh precipice emerges once the once the paradigm shifts where white people are no longer the majority
1: yeah yeah exactly in terms of like um yeah the expat Crowd that we see here in China and what we experience in that WeChat group, where there were certain people on there like this British dude. We called him Tough Man. Who, tough. you know, back in the UK, I think he grew up in like you know somewhat of a privileged like background. He probably barely interacted with black people. He probably people never of color. ever. Yep. Yeah. But then, you know, he found himself in China and he found himself doing that and suddenly, like, black and non-white issues became more of a concern to him. Mm. Not necessarily in the best way, but it became a concern to him because he's occupying a different space and it just seems like these expat crowds that we're experiencing where everybody is just from so many different parts. Is that the future of the minority-majority nation? And how, how does the United States or certain parts of Europe at later stages, how do they reconcile with that?
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, and the tough man had a weird obsession with trans folks using the bathroom. Like, yeah. He just really was concerned with where these trans folk were taking a potty. You know, it was just really weird. I think that that's the future of the the majority-minority for white people is just being oddly concerned with where people are taking a potty. <laughs> At the end of the day, go ahead and tell us your, your yeah. expat experience, you know, like yeah, what,
1: great.
0: or like international communities, like uh, what's your experience with this? Are we wrong? Is yeah. there, is there an expat community out there that's absolutely not like this? That's completely devoid
1: yeah.
0: of any of these run-ins, you know,
1: yeah no they give us a like give us a viewpoint on your expat experience even for those who aren't expats and they're just like you know maybe growing up in a multicultural space at college or in their local city and they're fine they find themselves in the situation in these situations for the first time you know you know give us your thoughts on those if you like agree with us or disagree with us Give us a shout. You know, maybe we can like, you know, discuss further about it. And also, yeah, like, but right. that's the thing. This, I, I one thing I do agree with, like, some of the conservatives on, is that I don't think it's a adverse issue, but I do think it's an issue. The fact that like the demographics of so many different countries in the West are changing so drastically.
0: And also, what the fuck is up with hair mayonnaise, like? Can can somebody tell us about that? Please leave us the comments, man. If this is two Tims talking trash, we're out. Nice.